You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. How do I let go when it's hard to let go? We're going to be digging into an ancient Christian practice um, of relinquishment, and it's a prayer practice, and it's helped Christians throughout the centuries uh, be able to let go of things and live a surrendered life, uh, uh, a freed life. Um, Richard Foster says it this way, it is the prayer of relinquishment that moves us from the, from the struggling to the releasing. And I'm going to be leaning into Richard's uh, Richard Foster's book a little. He has this beautiful chapter in his book on prayer, and it's about the prayer of relinquishment. I remember being in Montana learning how to mountain climb and, and being taught how to belay, uh, which is basically having to trust your guide or your teacher and having to trust the rope that's holding you and like stand on the on the rock face and jump and slowly lower yourself down. And when you're learning this, I remember learning this, um, the closer I got to the edge of the cliff, uh, the smaller the rope seemed. Um, the closer I got to the uh, cliff, the, the more I questioned the harness that I was in. The closer I got to the edge, the harder it was to trust the voice of the, the person teaching me, the, uh, the climbing instructor. And I remember getting up to the edge and uh, kind of shimming down a little bit. And there's a moment where you're, you go from kind of like hanging and then you're, you go to standing and that gives you better, like kind of like a feeling of buoyancy almost, even though you're not in water, but you're like, you have a little bit more control and they can light, let you down. But everything in you or everything in me just wanted to cling to the rope and hang on the side. But that's a more painful, <laughs> unhelpful way of laying down a mountainside. And uh, there was this moment where the, the instructor was like, trust me, listen to me, lean back and let go. <laughs> And I'm telling you, it was so counterintuitive. The last thing I wanted to do was just lay back. It just felt like I was going to be falling to my impending doom. But eventually, I did it. I let go of the rope, and I, and I leaned back, and boom, the rope caught me. And I listened to that voice and slowly made my way down the cliff. Some ways, I think, relinquishment, especially for the deep things of the soul, the heart, uh, the spiritual things, the things that matter to us, uh, it can be so hard to relinquish, so hard to let go. There's this beautiful quote that says, the spirit teaches me to yield my will entirely to the will of the father. He opens my ear to wait in great gentleness and teachability of soul for what the father has day to day to speak and to teach. He teaches me how union with God's will is union with God himself and how entire surrender to God's will is the father's claim, the son's example, and the true blessedness of the soul. Now, quotes from Andrew Murray. This is a spiritual practice, and I think prayer really helps prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, and then actually can actualize moments of letting go of the things we need to let go of, the control that we want, the control that sometimes we fool ourselves into thinking like this illusion of control that we really don't have in the first place. There's a powerful image of, of prayer as relinquishment, as surrender, as releasing. 
found in Luke chapter 22. And this is a prayer that Jesus gives in the garden before he goes to the cross. Starting in verse 39, it says this, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed. He said, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. He's about to go to the cross. He's saying, take, take the thing I'm going to have to experience, this thing I'm going to have to drink with my life. Take the cross away. Take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. Wow, what a prayer. And it goes on. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And um, being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And again, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground, praying again, take this cup from me. He did not want to take that, that cup, but matched with that, intention with that is, but not my will, your will. Verse 45, when he, he rose from prayer, he went back to the disciples and he found them asleep, exhausted from sorrow. Why are you sleeping? He asked them, get up and pray so that you will not fall into, into temptation. <clears throat> so I, I want to talk about how the, a, a prayer, this prayer that Jesus prays as a model of relinquishment and releasing like our will, what we want, our control, our way, and saying, no, God, your way, you're in control. I want to follow what's, what you think is best. And it's really this movement from repressing our longings to expressing our longings, especially at the beginning of Jesus' prayer. Look at this. Father, if you are willing, take this cup for me. Jesus is expressing his tears, his fears, his anxieties through prayer. He's not repressing them. He's expressing them. Um, he's not hedging any bets with his father. He's letting him know how he feels and what he wants. And I don't know about you, but sometimes like in my prayer life, I almost want to pray what I should pray, what I should pray and then ignore my feelings, ignore my desires. The interesting thing, uh, growing up in re religious circles, sometimes I had this feeling like that was the thing you're supposed to do is kind of repress my feelings and my desires, not express them. But Jesus gives us uh, the opposite model. He, he fully expresses the, the struggle, the angst that he's feeling. And I think that gives us permission to, to express that to our Heavenly Father. He cares. He wants to know. He wants to know the weight, the burden, the struggle that we feel the second movement in this prayer is moving from my will to thy will. Not my will, but yours be done, says Jesus. That's his prayer. But here's the thing. But my way, God, my way is more humane, more compassionate, smarter, safer, better than that thinking or their thinking or their plans or even sometimes, God, what I feel you're asking me to do. You know, I think we struggle with the tension between my will and thy will. Um, all the time. You know, after all, my will makes sense to me. I don't know about you, but what you want makes sense to you. Usually, um, my will makes much more sense than like your will, things that other people tell me. Your will seems mediocre. Your way sometimes seems foolish and unnecessary. Your way seems even scary sometimes. And your, your way doesn't take into account how much better I could use my power and my gifts and my way. I just know my way. And that's why I want to do what I want to do. And therein lies the problem. So often we can't see that the real problem is my, my will is 
really fear and control and sometimes preventing me or preventing us from letting go, from releasing the thing we're holding on to that we need to just let go. It's learning to trust the voice, the instructor's voice. It's learning to trust the rope that we have been given by him. Learning to that we can trust and fall back into the strength of that rope instead of the fear of our hands holding on to our plans. My will refuses to relinquish more often than I'm willing to admit. My will helps me hold on and want to win the fight with somebody, win the argument, win the day. But my will also assumes sometimes that God's plans just might not work for the good that he says it does. It might not be good enough for my best might somehow get get it wrong or rip me off. Relinquishment, release, surrender, or trust in God's will. This is, while it's trusting God, is working and willing the best and most beautiful through the broken bits of our world, even if I can't always see it or explain it, or if there's something inside me that just wants to resist it. There's no better picture of this struggle that I think is common to us as humans. There's no better picture of that than the cross that Jesus was facing in the garden. In the garden, the temptation was to trust his own will, his own plan over his father's, like not to take this cup and think, you know what? I can come up with a better plan. I can come up with a shortcut. I can do, you know, like my way will be better than that way. It was through the cross that Jesus' deepest purpose and longings were actually accomplished in a way that the spiritual darkness or the temptation to go his own way and do the take the shortcut and like never could the deception of spiritual darkness and the shadow in the garden of our lives always promises what it can never deliver inner darkness and outer darkness like the darkness within us and then the darkness in the world around us always promises that our way or your way will be better than god's way god's way is you know it's ripping me off and so we can write it off. I can't be, it can't be trusted in this moment. You know, it sounds good. It's good for other people or it's good for another time, but we come up with excuses. It's like dismiss it in the moment. This dark and deceptive promise that we sometimes listen to, you know, gives us an excuse to give into power, the control that the world, you know, uses and justifies the means or the ugly way that we get what we want or do what we want. Jesus shows us that this way of relinquishment and surrender and this prayer of relinquishment, the way of the cross, is the way that we say, not my will, but your will. And we actually get to see the the greatest fulfillment of our purpose and um, the greatest love and the greatest future is actually fulfilled in following this way, even if it can be difficult. And it's difficult to express our deepest longings and then let go, like kind of falling out into thin air. When Jesus comes to us, sometimes I think he finds us sleeping, sleeping in our faith, giving into the pressure and the temptation, like the, like the disciples when he goes to them, finds them asleep, exhausted from sorrow, busyness, fears, anxieties, given in to the temptation to just check out and do our own thing rather than check in with God and check in even with ourselves and our own hearts. And rather than expressing our deepest longings, um, we have fallen into a slumber of repression 
sometimes rather than release and relinquish our way and and our will to his will we have fallen prey to the pressure of our way and our will relinquishment is difficult notice how through a long and dark night of the soul jesus sweat blood and asked for the cup of the cross to be taken away if at all possible he asked for any other option but ultimately chose to still submit himself or yield his will to the way of the Father's heart. I want to be clear, relinquishment isn't just giving up, giving up hope. It's actually giving over to the hope of God's work of life in the world, that, that, like, that God's way is going to create a better and more beautiful way. Relinquishment is not just giving in to a cold determinism that everything past, present, and future is is determined and wrought in cold iron, just like rigid. As, as Richard Foster puts it, ours is an open and not closed universe. We are co-laborers with God. As the Apostle Paul put it, working with God to determine the outcome of events. Therefore, our prayer efforts are a genuine give and take, a real dialogue with God, and a true struggle. Release doesn't mean your, your will is wrong or bad. Sometimes it's just limited, or it's just something we're uh, addicted to holding on to for control. And we are submitting, when we relinquish, we're submitting that limited and sometimes wily will that we have to God. The things we release may be given back entirely. They may be uh, altered or a little bit different or uh, just better, or sometimes like there's just something much better or much different. When we're releasing, we're releasing control. We're releasing control of the thing. We're releasing control of the process. We're releasing control of our feelings about it. Uh, we're releasing control of the outcome of everything. Release frees us to trust in God and live that trust rather than the unbearable burden of trusting our temporary and limited schemes and plans. Jesus said, your will. Again, Richard Foster notes the past examples of relinquishment in Scripture where people in, our, in the past, like the heroes of faith who are imperfect, moments where they said, your will, not mine. Moses, as he relinquished his understanding of how the deliverer of, of, of Israel should function, um, Mary relinquished control of her future. Paul relinquished his desire to be free of a debilitating thorn in the flesh. All of these heroes of faith, imperfect as they were, relinquished over to God. So let me ask you, what is your prayer of relinquishment these days? What do you need to release? And where do you need to pray like Jesus? Not my will, but yours be done. Now, I just want to invite you wherever you're at to kind of assume a prayer posture. Maybe that's closing your eyes. Unless you're driving, do not close your eyes. <laughs> um but take a posture where you can have some inner reflection. And then as you pray this, make sure that you're releasing or rel relinquishing with faith, hope, and love. Release with faith. That's trusting that God is good and his way will be best. Release with hope. That's trusting uh, like trusting the, that God has this, this amazing goodness, this treasure in a field that if you trade— Whatever you're letting go of, there's going to be something better on the other side. And then release with love. Trust that the love of uh, that the love God has for you is enough and it's trustworthy. And that whatever we relinquish, 
something. We are making greater space for God's love to move in and through our lives in greater ways. And so use this prayer maybe as a model right now. Heavenly Father, I want to release and relinquish control to you today. How do I relinquish what I'm holding on to? How do I truly say, not my will, but yours be done? Jesus, would you help me to learn the way of relinquishment from you? I surrender my plan and my thing for your plan and your things. Help me when I'm afraid to give up control or the illusion of control. Help me to relinquish and release and surrender to your will, even when I feel doubt and fear or anxiety creeping in. I want you to know what I'm wanting and feeling, but I also relinquish whatever it is. I relinquish control completely to you. Not my will, but yours be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I love you so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.